Chapter 7 of The Pony Rider Boys in New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pony Rider Boys in New England by Frank G. Patchen. Chapter 7 Stampeded by an Intruder. The sight that had so affected Stacy Brown was that of a black bear nosing about the camp. The animal was apparently following the anise oil trail that Stacy had laid with such care. The fat boy watched with fascinated eyes for a moment, but as the bear turned its attention to the camp, Stacy beat a hasty retreat into the tent. Once inside and the flap pulled shut, he made bold to peer out. He saw Charlie John calmly sitting astride the crotch of a tree, some ten feet above the ground. The Indian did not seem to be worrying. No bears would be likely to reach him up there, unless perhaps Mr. Bruin decided to climb the tree, which he would not do so long as there remained anything of interest in the camp below. Stacy ducked back as he saw the animal heading in his direction. The lad waited, fully expecting to see the pointed, inquisitive nose poked through the tent opening but no bear coming stacy again crept to the front on hands and knees and pulling the flap back slightly peered out something cold and chilling poked him in the face it was mr bruin's nose with an unearthly yell the fat boy leaped back and sprang to the rear of the tent he turned just in time to see the bear ambling in stacy whipped out his hunting knife slitting the canvas at the rear and made a run for the nearest tree, which proved to be a sapling. He started to climb it, then, changing his mind, grabbed up a rope and shimmied up the tree occupied by Charlie, Charlie helping him up panting. Fat boy, much big fool, granted the Indian. See here, don't you say that again, threatened Chunky angrily. Why didn't you stay down there and fight him? No gun, no fight. No, I say not, answered the boy dryly. That's what's the matter with me. I didn't have a gun. Did you see him come into my tent? There he goes. Now, what's he up to? Him eat plenty butter. Him did. The bear ate two pounds of butter that he had pawed from the table. The animal licked his chops and looked for more. Fortunately, the rest of the butter was suspended from a wire strung between two trees out of reach. The animal tried to get at this, failing in which it squatted down at the base of the tree where the half-breed and the boy were seeking security. He's going to keep us here all the rest of the day, groaned Chunky. The Indian broke off a piece of limb and, taking careful aim, threw it at the bear. It smote Mr. Bruin on the point of his tender nose. The bear uttered a snarl and a growl, then began to rub his paws over the smarting nose. He danced around very much, as had Stacy Brown, when stung by the bees, and the fat boy shouted with glee. He shouted louder when the animal suddenly wheeled about on his haunches and began ambling from the camp. Me fix him, grinned the Indian, sliding to the ground. You certainly did give him the run, agreed Chunky. Will he come back? Stacy was still prudently sitting astride the limb. Him no come back. Good. I wish he had taken a slice out of you while he was here, added the lad under his breath. Come down, him no come back. Thank you, I will. 
seeing that you put it that way answered chunky descending from the tree we know how to give bears a run don't we john and charles huh much fool grunted the indian much butter gone he added ruefully surveying the butter plate guide him get mad that won't hurt us any john he will be glad to know that we drove the bear off i'll tell him what a brave thing we did hark white men come back nodded john how do you know hear him yes i hear something too but i don't know who or what i hear hear him mr vaughn no come long you have sharp ears mr john charles we'll see how good your hearing really is stacy opened his eyes when a few minutes later all of the party came hiking into camp with the exception of kale vaughn the indian's sharp ears had heard aright where's the guide demanded chunky he left us on the other side of the creek to follow out a bear track that he just picked up answered tad he will be here pretty soon what haven't you anything to eat called ned no time yet besides johnny charles and brown stacy have been busy most of the afternoon john grinned you fellas chasing bear tracks huh no following them corrected tad if you want to catch bears you had better stay right here in camp this is the headquarters for bears as well as for pony rider boys what has been going on here asked tad eyeing the fat boy keenly observing that stacy's face was flushed and excited what's been going on i'll tell you we had a call from a bear a bear almost as big as my pony what bears here in camp exclaimed walter apprehensively yes bears here in camp but i drove him off after a fierce hand-to-hand -hand conflict in which i nearly lost my life yes sir i fought that bear right there in my tent and and you can see the result of the fray if you will go into my tent where did you say you were when the bear was here interrupted butler fat boy up tree the half-breed informed them i thought so nodded tad grinning well tell us about the bear him eat butter from table then him go away again answered charlie i really believe that there has been a bear here pondered ned you are right there has you go look in my tent if you don't believe me answered stacy yes sir and i slapped him right in the face when he tried to kiss me what do you think of that tried to kiss you questioned walter yes stuck his cold nose right up against my nose ugh didn't he john the indian nodded but without realizing what stacy was saying why didn't you shoot him asked butler gun another tent replied charlie yes and we don't need guns i was going to use my trusty knife but i didn't want to hurt the poor thing added chunky brave man remarked ned i'm glad i wasn't here said walter i know i should have been scared half to death weren't you scared chunky what me scared demanded the fat boy throwing out his chest did you ever hear of stacy brown being scared oh wow yow what 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 shouted the professor there he is again yelled stacy run run fellows he's after us run i tell you stacy was acting upon his own advice and was already shinning up a tree the others were not far behind him so sudden had been the appearance of bruin that they had no time to think even tad butler followed the rest when the bear ambled toward him charlie john at the first alarm had made tracks for the protection of the crotch where he had sought security on the first visit of the bear 
More bear, grunted the Indian. What do you mean, called Ned? He means this isn't the same one, Stacy informed them. I thought you weren't afraid, jeered Ned Rector. I'm not, protested Stacy. No, I see you're not. Why don't you get down and fight him, then? I, I haven't got my knife, stammered the fat boy. Tad began scrambling from the tree. Tad, Tad, called the professor. Yes, sir. What are you going to do? I'm going to get that bear if I can. Get back there. Tad slipped off the rope that he had bound about his waist before starting out on the hike that morning. Each one of the party had put away his rifle upon reaching camp. Some had their hunting knives on their persons, but those were their only weapons. The bear was now ambling about the camp, nosing into everything in sight, helping himself to such food as he was able to find, overturning packs and dishes in the search for more. Observing Tad, Mr. Bruin lurched toward the boy. Tad was struggling with his rope to get it in shape to cast. Run, Tad, shouted Rector. Tad did run, dodging here and there to gain time. In a few moments, he had his rope ready, then began a hide-and-seek game between bear and boy. The pony rider boy watching for an opportunity to use the rope. All at once, his rope wriggled out. The big loop slipped neatly over the head of the bear and was quickly jerked taut. Such a yell as went up from the boys in the trees. Even the professor shouted his approval. But the bear became suddenly electrified. Rearing on his hind legs, he began pawing at the leash, snarling and growling furiously. Tad, meanwhile, was dancing here and there, jerking on the rope, tugging, and trying his best to pull his captive down to all fours. Tad might as well have sought to pull over one of the tall spruce, for the bear's strength, of course, was far superior to that of the boy who had roped him. Ned Rector, by this time, was scrambling from the tree. Tad was too busy to observe what his companion was doing. Ned ran for his tent, appearing a moment later with his rifle. "'Look out,' warned the professor. "'You'll hit one of us.' "'No, I won't. I guess I can't miss the mark so close as this.' Ned, at the first favorable opportunity, raised his rifle and, taking quick aim, fired. The bear staggered backward, and Tad fell over flat on his back. Ned Rector had shot the rope in two close up to Mr. Bruin's head. "'Shoot again, quick!' yelled Tad. Instead of doing so, Rector, seeing what he had done, hurled his rifle away and made a dash for a tree, for the bear was ambling toward him, showing his teeth and growling angrily. Tad had sprung to his feet and was looking about for the rifle when a yell from the boys up the trees caused him to glance back apprehensively. What he saw decided the lad on the instant. Three other bears, large ones, were ambling into camp, nosing about and sniffing the ground. At this juncture, in his excitement, Stacy fell out of the tree. Tad ran to assist the fat boy up again, but Chunky needed no help. He was in more of a hurry than he had ever been in his life. This time, he shinned up a sapling, the nearest tree to him. The sapling bent under his weight. It bent perilously close to one of the bears, so close, in fact, that the boy's feet struck the head of the bear. The animal raised on its haunches and swung a mighty paw. The paw caught Stacy Brown, sending him rolling, tumbling, and yelling over the ground. The boys who were perched in the trees groaned. 
Ned began scrambling down again. Stay where you are, shouted Tad. End of chapter 7 Recording by Richard Kilmer, Rio Medina, Texas